0: Hey, what's up guys? Welcome to Down to the Core. I'm Jim, your host for today. I am one of the co-founders of Seed of Hope Soul Coaching, where we are authentic, real, and refuse to sugarcoat shit here. Every Wednesday, you'll get me for an episode where we will cover topics that will set you up for healing and success. Then join Julie and I on Friday, where we will come together and wrap up the week. So let's get started. Hey, my soul family. How are we all doing this beautiful Wednesday? I am so happy that you're here with me today. I am sitting here. I just finished listening to, to Julie's podcast and was trying to figure out how to, uh, how to, what else I could, what other kind of insights I could give you guys on relationships. And I know that, you know, we all, we all have struggled with relationships at one time or another. And, you know, it's, um, it's hard. It's hard to be in relationships with people. We are relational people. We're created to be relational people, and I and I think that when we're everything's going good, right? It's fun and joyful and stuff. And when uh, ego and pride and you know other stuff get in the way, then you know they go sideways and they're not very much fun anymore. And you know how how do we how do we deal with that? You know, so years ago when I when I got out of the air force. I came home, and my brother and I are super, super, super close. He's eight years older than I am. But when I was a kid, we did everything together. I mean, I was a little puppy dog, you know, following him around everywhere. And, but he wasn't like the normal big brother. He took me everywhere he went, you know, and we were we were best friends. When I got out of the Air Force, I came home, and I, I brought this new wife with me. And uh, my brother thought that I think we were just going to pick up right where we were, right where we left off. But, you know, I kind of just leave this new gal at home and go and party and do all the things that, you know, we had done. And we did a little bit of that, but but not so much. And, and uh, long story short, we ended up having this big fight. And, and we went a whole year without talking. I mean, literally a year. And this was someone I had talked to when I was in the Air Force. I called every Sunday. And we had talked for like an hour. And all of a sudden, you know, I just lost my best friend. And, you know, finally, it's been just a little over a year and I just woke up one day and I missed him so much. And I remember just calling John and saying, dude, I don't even remember what the hell we were fighting about, but you're my big brother. I love you. And this is bullshit. You know, I'm going to come down and let's go have a beer and, you know, have some fun. And we did that and we, and we repaired the relationship, but, you know, so, you know, sometimes, you know, you just got to, put aside your differences, you know, if you can, and, and just have that, have, have that hard conversation, you know? And other times, you know, it, there's like, no, every situation's different, right? You know, there's, there was a time, I mean, obviously I guess we both needed space. So we gave each other space, you know, to, to figure out our own stuff. And, you know, and it's funny because as people, you know, we fight over stuff, we get angry or our hurt, feelings hurt or, or whatever. And then, you know, we'll go a certain amount of period of time without talking or whatever. And, you know, you just wake up one day and you forgot what the hell you're all pissed off about in the first place. And it's just because most of that stuff is so trivial, right? And later on in life, as as I continue to grow and uh, I found Jesus and started growing in my spirituality and stuff. And what I, what I found was I would, meet these people, these, these men that, you know, were godly men and um I wanted to I wanted to be godly guy too, but I didn't know what that meant, you know, and they'd say, okay, well you need to do these things and not do those things and you know, and God will change your life and, you know, and I did those things and God did change my life. But what I found was this is gonna sound so egotistical and I and I hate saying it, but it's just and the only reason I'm saying is because I know there's someone out there who needs to hear this, but I started, um, outgrowing my mentors. It was like, I I would literally, I mean, if I wasn't at work and I worked a crap ton of hours, you know, my face was in the Bible or I was at church, I was in a recovery meeting. I, you know, I was doing something to grow personally, you know, and I spent a ton of time doing that kind of stuff. And I grew, you know, I, I, I was growing and, and it's weird because i would i'm hanging out with these other guys that have been doing this stuff like a lot longer than i had been and when i say outgrow i don't mean like in knowledge and and wisdom necessarily but i think looking back now it was my spirituality is is what was growing uh because i always have looked at things um more from a, a mystic life mystical uh form of life, I guess you could say, because I always put things into perspective through uh, spirituality. And there's a lot of religious people that don't, you know, because they're stuck in the dogmatic aspects of religion, you know, and I just, I had a hard time doing that because, when when I read scripture, I, I read that you know Jesus saved my life, so I don't have to be chained to anything, and and that's also religion, right? You don't have to be chained to religion, um. We're we're free from it, right? So as and I so I just I kept growing, and but I didn't know, you know those some of those men, I, mean, I just loved, and we hung out so much, and then it was just like one day I just. I couldn't do it anymore because what I felt from them was everything was fake and phony. And so the only thing I could do, right, is I had to protect myself. And that was to disassociate, you know, with those guys and find a different way to, to grow and expand my, my knowledge and, you know, my spirit and stuff. And, and you know, you do that and, the, and it seems like, you know, the more we grow in certain ways, you know, people... I don't know. They just everyone starts treating you differently, and so I have had tons of fractured relationships. Probably more since I, uh, oh, became well, definitely more since I became a pastor, and definitely more after I got saved, or after, well, started after I got sober, then after I got saved, and after I became a pastor. You know, and just the more I grew, you know, just people kind of started dropping by the wayside. You know, and so my way of dealing with that is you know, if, if you're not, um, improving my life, then I don't need to have anything to do with you. Uh, Cause life's too short. Right. And I, I lived, you know, 40 years, uh, putting a lot of time and energy into other people's lives that didn't give anything back. And what that does is it sucks the life right out of you. Right. You know, so, um, you know, Julie and I, our, our relationship, I think we get along so well and our marriage is so amazing is because we help each other to grow and we both we give life to the other right which is how it's supposed to be so when someone is taking life away from you you know in a relationship then you need to stop and re-examine that relationship and you know is this something that that is it healthy and because if it's not then you, you got to you do your part, right? And that always starts with um with the conversation. And, you know, sometimes conversations go good, sometimes not so much. And, you know, you just got to kind of feel it out as you go. But what I have learned is you got to speak the truth. You got to, you know, speak from your heart, you know. Um, how are you feeling? What's going on? Why are you angry? You know, those kinds of things. And because when we see that and we recognize it, you know, you got to recognize it in yourself first, and, you know, so the thing that just popped in my head as I'm sitting here was the relationship that I had to work on first was my relationship with myself. Um, you know, I had I've hurt a lot of people and you know, when I was younger. And, you know, I had a lot of people that hurt me and getting into recovery, you know, they talk about three types of forgiveness. You know, it's forgiveness towards others, forgiveness towards God, and forgiveness to yourself. And there's this question that, you know, which one of those is the easiest for you and which one of those is the hardest for you? And, you know, for me, you know, forgiving others has always been like, I'm just like, I am so far not a grudge holder. You know, I mean, I I, I forgive others extremely easy. Uh, I was able to forgive God way before I was able to forgive myself. And it actually took me like two full years to forgive myself when I first got into recovery. But I remember the moment, that I was able to forgive myself and it was so freeing is I knew that until I forgave myself, I was not going to be good for anybody else, you know, and there was a reason, you know, I had to be celibate for two years after my last divorce is because I had to figure out who the freak I was. Right. And, you know, and when we stopped, and so when I stopped and I kind of look back you know, at, at my broken relationships, there's one common denominator and his name was Jim. <laughs> All right. And so, and, and it hurts, you know, it, it hurts like freaking hell because you look back and you think, and I'm not saying that everything that happened was my fault. You know, there was tons of it that was not my fault, but there was tons of it that was my fault as well. And so when I, you know, so it was, you Know taking responsibility for the things that I had done, and then you know, what do we talk about? We talk about making amends. You know, so first person I had to make amends to was myself. You know, I had to forgive myself, make amends to myself, and then I had to go and do that to other people. And you know, man, if there was somebody out there you need to offer forgiveness to or make an amends to, I want to encourage you right now, don't do not put it off any longer because. Those are the two things I think that keep us stuck, uh, in the chains, probably more than anything else is unforgiveness. Um, you know, and it's just, uh, it's stupid, you know, to, to sit in it, you know, because why? Because, because I was right and you were wrong, you know, or you hurt my feelings. Well, who gives a shit, you know? I mean, seriously. And I, and I know some of you are hearing this right now, but but you don't understand. Believe me. I do understand. (laughs) Believe me, I have had horrific things happen to me and, um, you know, and I found a way to forgive, you know, and for me, you know, I couldn't do it on my own power. You know, I had asked Jesus to help me, you know, learn to forgive and, and God taught me how to do that, you know, but it all started with forgiving myself first. And so, you know, I think that, um, When we are walking this, you know, these broken relationships out with other people, I, for me, my, my encouragement for everyone that's hearing this is to maybe sit down and ask yourself, you know, have you forgiven yourself yet? Have you truly, you know? Um, Because I, I, I think that's the first step. I I really do. I believe it's the first step, and you know it's uh, and it's hard. You know it's hard. You know, you, and you can't do it on your own. You know you got to have help. Um, you know, and I don't know. You know, for me back then, it it was all about God. You know, and and Jesus. That that's that was where I I gained my power. You know, I gained it like Jilly was talking about. It was that morning routine. You know, I had a, a mentor. told me once and he was talking about. Uh, how the Bible talks about, you know, we're supposed to tithe, you know, 10%, you know, and he says, well, I think that's more than just, you know, it doesn't just mean money, Jim. It means 10% of everything, which means 10% of your time, which means that you should give God the first 2.4 hours of every day. And I remember him (laughs) telling me that, like, you mean I am supposed to pray for 2.4 hours every fucking day? I didn't say fuck, of course, but every freaking day. And he's like, I'm not telling you to do it. I'm just telling this is but I think, and, you know, I'm like, okay, um, I'm, I'm all in, you know? So instead of getting up an hour early before work, I was getting up two and a half hours before work and, uh, which meant I was sleeping about three hours a night and, but I did it, you know, and I got to tell you, I am here today because of that, because I gave a crap ton of God or a crap ton of time, to God. And I would, I would read for about an hour and that's been about an hour or I'd pray first. I'd worship, I'd worship for about a half an hour. And, uh, cause that's how God speaks to me. And, um, then I would I'd read scripture and then I'd pray and, you know, God just, he changed my life a hundred percent changed my life. But also you gotta be careful when you're, you get into doing stuff. Um, I've been doing that for maybe about a year and a half, two years. And one morning I'm up and I'm, I'm trying hard, you know, I'm just kind of like going through the motions I'm worshiping, but I'm not really, I'm there, I'm reading, but not really, I'm just present, you know, and I'm praying, but I'm just kind of rambling on, you know, and I heard God, you know, just like he was sitting on the back side of my couch and he said, well, what are you doing? Well, what do you mean? I'm praying, I'm spending time with you. And he said, no, you're not. And I'm telling you guys, this is exactly what he said. He said, I would rather have you fully engaged for 2.4 seconds than doing what you're doing for 2.4 hours. And it hurt. I mean, I literally fell on my face and bawled for a very long time. And, but he was right. He was hundred percent right. I wasn't, I wasn't into it. Right. So what I learned is The 2.4 hours, you know, the, the 10%, whatever the freak you want to call it, the, the amount of time isn't what is important. It is the condition of your heart is what is important. Um, because when we're all in, then God source, whatever you want to call it is there. I mean, he's there regardless, right? But he wants us to be fully present, you know? So I want to encourage you. As you're I mean if you're if you're still listening to us then I'm I'm guessing that you're 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 wanting to grow in one way or another, right? And so if you're truly wanting to grow, that means you gotta start doing some things differently than what you've done in the past, right? And so, you know, I just wanna encourage you to however you find your spirituality, to be a hundred percent all in. Right? Don't don't give lip service, don't just show up just to show up. If you don't feel like it, don't freaking do it. Um, you know, I know for myself, I can put on worship music. If I'll sit there long, you know, I know there's certain songs that I can play that just get me to that spot with God just within seconds. Right. And there's other songs I can listen to all freaking day long. And it's just like the ganging, the gonging, whatever the gong going off. Right. So, um, so find something that helps you connect and be fully engaged uh, Julie mentioned journaling journaling is totally freaking awesome. I don't do it so much anymore, probably like I should uh, but when I was getting clean and sober and when i and when I help others, you know I've got a model that was given to me gosh I don't know sixteen years ago, I think. And uh, it's called JP Flag. So, what I always had my sponsees do was on a piece of paper, uh, going vertically, start, they'd write J P F L A G S. And then, so the J is joy, the P is pain, the L is loneliness, anger, guilt, shame. And, you know, so then what you do is you write those down and then at the end of the day, you look at that and say, which one of these emotions am I feeling right now and why? And then just write about it. And I'm telling you, it will change your life. It will change your life. Um, it, it gets you focused on, you gotta be real, right? You, You can't hide this stuff, gang. And, you know, if you truly want to change that relationship within yourself, um, you got to quit lying to yourself and, you know, because you can lie all you want, but (laughs) you know, your inner self knows the truth. So, you know, I just want to encourage you guys to, you know, take some time and, you know, we all have relationships we have to mend, um, at one time or another, I think as we're walking out this journey on life but uh so I want to encourage you all maybe to stop and pause and make certain that that relationship with yourself is uh, rock solid first right and um who knows it, it, it's um something positive you know you might just get that that click where it just all of a sudden there's change in your life and so that's my prayer for you guys today i thank you so much for hanging out with me um Julie and I will be talking to you here in a couple days on Friday, hopefully bring this all together. And, you know, if, uh, at any time, you know, you, if you're ready to take that next step and have a discovery call with us, we can chat with you and find out what your needs are. We would love to help you out however we can. You can find us. You're, at first, you can email us at c2hope329 uh, at gmail.com. We're on Instagram, that's Seed of Hope Soul Coaching, and Facebook, uh, Seed of Hope uh, Life Coaching, and you can uh, you can find us on any of those platforms. So again, gang, I just want to thank you so much for hanging out with me. I'm uh, praying that you have an amazing day. Be blessed. Bye-bye.